At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up? Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Matt Humans filling in for the week. For the week, guys on vacation. Mitch Moss coming back as well on Monday. We're only here until Friday. And you're only here until Thursday. Adam Hill is going to join us on Friday. Really good day. We're going to have a lot of good conversations today. Start to dive in, of course, to the Open. Do you call it the British Open or the Open? I call it the British Open. Red-blooded American. There are two Opens. Good American. We have the U.S. Open, which we had in, right. in June in uh, San Diego. We have the British Open this week. I know there are some golf elitists who say you have to call this the Open Championship. JVT, it's the British Open. It's the British Open. <laughs> I feel like Wes and, are Wes and Brady open guys? Uh, Wes is definitely yeah. an open championship Of course guy. he is. Uh, well, we have we have quite the flair of the international here today. We're going to get to that. But uh, as you see, Jeff Davis, Circus Sports, Golf Odds Makers, we were talking off the air, uh, a madman when it comes to everything available on the board for this upcoming, actually for every single golf outing, but uh, for this one specifically, Johnny Avello in the final hour. He sounds like he's got power, and David Bierman's going to be with us, ESPN Chalk, of course, at the bottom of the final hour. But let's go with a little, again, international flair because uh, Twitter was a fire yesterday. Not because of the home run derby, it was, uh, because that was a lot of fun, especially the matchup between Shohei Otani and Juan Soto. But the Americans lose again yesterday, Matt Humans, 15-point favorites as the, at the close, and Team USA goes down to the Boomers, 91-83, to Australia, in the second consecutive loss in the friendlies, a... Right, program that had only had two loss in friendly international competition since what 1992 94 when the uh, players in the NBA started participating in USA basketball, whatever it was. And now here you are, 
another loss in the friendlies. It's all over. They're not even going to meddle, as we saw yesterday multiple times. Pretty much pack it up. I don't even know why they're going to the Olympics. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, shut down USA basketball. Bring back Coach K. <laughs> no. I okay. saw a lot of the Coach K was trending for a minute yesterday on Twitter. No. Uh there are a lot of reasons for this. And uh, by the way, this is from ESPN Stats and Info. The U.S. team there suffered it is, yep. its second loss in three days, falling to Australia in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay last night, 91-83. to It's the first time Team USA has lost back-to-back exhibitions since professionals started playing in 1992. The U.S. was 54-2 and in exhibitions uh, during that span. Uh, this United States team was thrown together in a matter of uh, a week, essentially, mm-hmm. right? I can't even believe guys like Kevin Durant are playing on this team because you got to have an offseason, and you and I talked about this. Durant's off the Achilles injury. Uh, I thought he would take some time off, but still, this is a team that was just thrown together. These are exhibitions. It's not that big a deal. But here, this is how you can capitalize this as a sports better. This USA team has been way overpriced okay. by the odds makers, and you and I talked about this yesterday, and uh, we both bet on Australia. I didn't make a big bet. I made a small bet. I got nine to one on the money line and uh, plus fifteen or fifty. I think it's fifteen or fifteen and a half yep. uh, yesterday. Just a couple of small bets, and uh, obviously, uh, what's that shirt in the V Cent store? Don't be an idiot. Bet more mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> uh, Should have bet more on it last night because you start watching the game. I thought on paper the Australian team looked pretty good. Yep, and then you start watching the game. You said, "Yeah, this Australian team's pretty good." And the USA basketball team's just not there yet. Hey, team USA still an overwhelming favorite to take gold in the U.S. basketball Olympics. Hey, I think they'll be perfectly fine. It's all the money here on Visa. Brent Musburger, and here is your Visa action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The NASCAR Cup Series on Sunday, the New Hampshire Motor Speedway, the Foxwood Resort Casino 301. Martin Truex Jr., Danny Hamlin both at 9-2. Brad Keselowski 6-1. Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, and Chase Elliott are all at 7-1. John Rahm, the plus 750 favorite, win the Open Championship of the Royal St. George's Golf Club. 14-1 Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley 16-1. Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy both at 18-1. Game four of the NBA Finals tomorrow, the Pfizer Forum. Bucks a four-point favorite over the Phoenix Suns, 220-and-a-half the total. If you're betting on golf this summer, VSIN has everything you need. Each week, the VSIN golf experts review the players, course conditions, matchups, and odds to give you their analysis on the best bets for every tournament on the Long Shots podcast. Go to vsin.com slash golf. To find our golf betting data and analysis today. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest VSIN odds at VSIN.com. And remember, caption tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. Throughout this week, Jonathan Von Tobel, Matt Humans with you here on Follow the Money until Friday. Until Friday. That's it for us here taking over the program. Good show on tap, of course, three hours with you today as we usually do. Going to get a lot into the Open Championship. We have a lot of preview there as we're going to talk with Jeff Davis later, discuss everything that Circa has to offer, Johnny Avello, and, of course, David Bierman of ESPN Chalk. But, Matt Eubens, we open with, can I say, I did not remember how long the home run derbies were. That thing went on forever yesterday. I actually had to tune it out for a while. <laughs> 
halfway through, this thing just drags on and on and on. And it's, uh, well, you know, I'm not going to complain about the length of it because there were not many sporting events to watch last night. We had that, and we had the USA basketball game, and that's about it. Well, it was fun, but I was surprised. Like, I looked up, I was like, holy crap, it's 7.30, and we're still doing this right now. Uh, But your winner, Polar Bear Pete Alonso, who was absolutely fantastic yesterday, 10 home runs down with a little more than a half a minute left to go in the final round of the Home Run Derby. And what does he do, of course? Pulls it out in bonus time, takes it over Trey Mancini. This is a real, it was really fun. There was mm-hmm. a lot of good moments in it. Uh, but Pete Alonso, like the natural swing of Alonso, man, and how easy it is for him, uh, just crushing Sal Perez and just everything he did yesterday. I, I don't think I've done anything that easy in my life the way he makes it look when he's cranking up 500 foot bombs. Incredible. Right. He was basically taking, it seemed like, easy swings, knocking yep. a ball about 475 out there. He was getting uh, a lot of, you know, he was launching those, th- those things high and letting the uh, altitude carry that uh, ball out to left center. P- Polar Bear Pete's got not only one of the best nicknames in baseball, but a great swing. And I thought right-handers might have a little bit of an advantage at Coors Field that seemed to play out that way. Uh, but credit to uh, longtime VSIN viewer Jen Mill Phil on yep. Twitter yesterday. I said in the best bet segment, his pick to win was Polar Bear Pete, who was about six to one odds and uh, won this uh, home run derby two years ago. Uh, so good call by him. And I got to tell you, JVT, about halfway through the afternoon yesterday, after I saw the 25th person on Twitter put out a pick on uh, Joey, Joey Gallo, Gallo to win the home run derby, I felt pretty bad about picking Joey Gallo to win the home run derby. And, uh, he was he was popular. He was five to one plus four fifty five to one. Didn't get there obviously. Didn't get out of the first round. He got beat by one by Trevor Story of the Rockies. But Gallo took like two minutes to get warmed up. Well, he, him he or wasted his pitcher. about two minutes on the clock. Yeah, him or his pitcher took about two minutes to get warmed up. And I also want to talk about the controversy in the home run derby again. Yeah. Yep. We've dealt with this before. Is the rule in place that you can't? Throw the next pitch until the ball lands, right. until the home run lands. Is that actually a rule or not? I mean, I thought it was. And when, here was the thing, and this is why it is a controversy. So Trey Mancini is the first one we get to watch. And Trey Mancini's pitcher is just throwing him, throwing him, throwing him. The ball, were, the ball is in mid-flight, and he's he's throwing the next pitch. Right. Like, there were right. times where they're cutting to multiple camera shots of, like, multiple balls in the air right. in the first round, and his pitcher's just going, going, going. But then... As the competition went on, you actually saw somebody appear behind like home plate in that area, and they would stop the pitchers from throwing it. So I'm with you, like we because when you watched Mancini early on, and when you watched a couple of times, they, I, I can't remember who it was. Was it Soto? One of the other pitchers was telling him, or one of the other hitters was telling his pitcher, "Let's go, let's go, let's go." And he's like, "All right." And he starts just chucking them while they're up in the air. And look, like I get it, it's an all star competition. But, you know, th- this is where that gray area comes in, right? Where if you're going to be a league which embraces sports betting, you want to get in those partnerships with DraftKings and all those things, right? You got to at least tighten these things up because you know people are betting on them. A lot of people bet on this. And we get Joey Gallo, right? At the end of that, Trey Mancini, one of his final homer in the first round, the pitch came, right, after the clock had expired. Right. Joey right. Gallo's potential tying home run came after the clock right. expired, but they didn't count that one. We have to call into question the integrity of the home run derby. It's with us, we do. I think we have to today it's because we do. I thought there were multiple rules violations, and if baseball is going to allow this uh, to happen, uh, something's got to be cleaned up here. Right. Something's got to be cleaned I mean, this is a, an event that a lot of people bet on last night, and um, I, I would say take out the rule that the ball has to land before the next pitch is thrown. I say let him go, yeah. Just throw as many... 
swing as many times as you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it could be rapid fire like a machine gun. Uh, we, I don't think that rule needs to be in place. So as many hacks as you can take, do it. So that, I think that's the way the rule should be. By the way, uh, we did talk about this yesterday. Chad Andrus was a guest on the show, and he was saying, man, there might be a 600-foot bomb in this contest last night yeah. at Coors Field with juice baseballs at altitude. 525 is my guess for the longest home run. 520 was the longest we got, and that was Juan Soto when he knocked out. 520. Oh, okay. okay. 520. <laughs> <laughs> 520. Uh, Juan Soto beat Shohei Otani in that uh, playoff, we'll call it, 31-28, yeah. to 28, which uh, Otani said he was exhausted by the end of it. You know, So 510.5 was the number of DraftKings that was bet up during our show yesterday. And I noticed later the bet MGM actually opened 500 and a half. Really? On the prop for longest home run. And I think there were 16 home runs of 500 feet in the contest. Yep. Oh, you know, Otani was great. He, uh, hit, he had, I think, multiple home runs of over 500 feet uh, once he finally got going. And that is the other part, uh, which I don't even know how you handicap it from a certain perspective. You know, certain times you get family members who are throwing, you know, to these, pits, to these hitters in the I home run Robinson derby. Robinson Cano used to have his dad throw to him, right? R- right. Bryce but, Harper had his dad throw to him. But, you know, like it yeah. was mentioned that uh, Otani's guy who was throwing to him, he hadn't taken – uh, pitches from him since about March, I think it was, and that showed. Yeah. Joey Gallo's pitcher was throwing cutters inside, and I guess trying to strike him out. Uh, but it was in it, it was a little weird to see. Like once I, we talk about Joey Gallo kind of getting in the swing, I think his pitcher finally got in the swing. And the same thing with Otani. A lot of those balls were up high, and he was waiting for him. I think at one point Otani even told him like he went like this, like like let's get him down a little bit more, bro, so I can get underneath these things. But regardless. Uh, it was a lot. Of, I thought it was pretty fun. And the so- Soto-Otani uh, matchup was absolutely fantastic. And you see this. Though he's eliminated in the first round by Juan Soto, Shoei Otani, six 500-foot home runs, the most in the single home run derby since StatCast began tracking in 2016. This was a ridiculous matchup. Otani gets off to a slow start, ties it up. They go to, what is it, extras or bonus time again. They tie it up there, and then they get the swing off where Soto hits all three out of the park, and Otani misses on the first swing. Yeah, he hit a line drive on the first swing. He said he was exhausted, and then he looked that way. Um, but like you're right, the pitcher is a big part of this. Oh, so how many and bad w- pitches w- were you watching? Once Joey Gallo finally got in the groove, he hit like ten homers, boom, 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 yep. just like that. But it was too little, too late, and he lost by one. Uh, professionally unoffended on Twitter says that uh, they said in the very beginning of the ESPN broadcast that having Having the weight rule was no longer in play. He said he heard the announcer say it. Interesting. Because there were times during the contest where it did look were, like there was an official holding. There was somebody holding them off. the pitcher to throw. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's why that's what confused me. I just, and I say just do away with that rule. I don't know if the, if that was part of the contest last night or not. Is your favorite part of the home run derby the little children running around and catching fly balls? No. That's the why? unbridled joy. Well, you have kids you, connecting you, with the game you of have baseball. A little, you have a little kid, so I think that probably. Uh, no, my favorite was actually was it the first matchup where the guy in the stands went to go catch a home run ball and fell off <laughs> <laughs> into the tunnel. Right. <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic. My uh, favorite part was watching Pete Alonso, Juan Soto, Shohei Otani, guys like that launch yep. bombs, and I kept thinking somebody get one over five hundred and twenty feet or get one five twenty so we can cash that prop. Uh, but, yeah, there were a lot of 500-foot bombs last night, but 520 was the longest one. Still, it, it got over. Uh, pretty good contest. I mean, I I like it, but you're right. It it does tend to drag on a little bit. And I would like to see in the first round, instead of guys going head-to-head, Yeah, can we just have eight guys? 
hit the home runs and then the top four advance to the next round. Yeah. It was, and yeah, that dragged on for a long time. So again, Alonso's 35 home runs, most in a first round in home run derby history, wow. uh, and uh, wins back to back home run derby titles. So, and about five to one or so. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. And by the way, we saw some long shots get a, like far along, right, in this thing. Trey Mancini, of course, making it all the way to the finals. Juan Soto upsetting Shohei Otani in the first round. Trevor Story beating Joey Gallo. So yeah. it was a dog's day yesterday. Well, we said yesterday we wouldn't be surprised to see Trevor Story beat Gallo in the first round. That's just the nature of home run derbies. Yeah. Uh, either you get in a groove or you don't. And um, and uh, you can rip off a lot of home runs or you can go through an extended dry spell like Gallo did where he seemed to waste about two minutes. But uh, a lot of credit to Trey Mancini and uh, – the show he put on last night, the guy's a cancer survivor, and that's an incredible story. And he was 16 to 1 odds yesterday while we were sitting here at the Circus Sportsbook. So almost had a long shot cash, uh, but it took a huge effort from Polar Bear Pete to take him down. So, not the end of the All Star festivities, of course, because we do get the All Star game later today. And um, a familiar face will be out there to start that game as Shohei Otani. Um, he's going to be the starting pitcher for the American League. And I did see that there was um there was a lot of hey first round run for the national or first inning run for the national league here he's got to be gassed going into tomorrow. Well, not only that, Shohei's had problems in the first inning this season and no. a lot of his starts. Well, the so, command hasn't been there a lot of the time, right? right? And we, I mean, what the, the more obvious a, one is the Yankees game, right? Where the two rain delays in that game, he gets squeezed a whole well, bunch. Gets gets squeezed seven by the umpire too. Well, but, uh, ridiculous. Won't play down, but Shohei's had some issues in the first inning and. Also, you're pitching at altitude, and it's, uh, his control could be a little bit off tonight. So, yeah, I would not disagree with that theory if you're going to bet a run in the first inning. Yep. Well, I think it's, it's kind of ceremonial, too. What he's done as a pitcher and a hitter is obviously something we haven't seen in generations in baseball. Mm-hmm. So it's great that he gets to start, but I don't think we're going to see Shohei pitch more than – I'd be stunned if he pitched more than two innings tonight. Oh, yeah, well – I think they go Might through these guys. One inning. Yeah, they go through these guys pretty quick. And yeah, I mean, look, there was the uh, the running joke that what's he going to do once he's done with the derby? Clean up the uh, clean up the stadium when he's done because he's been doing everything when he's been out there. Uh, yeah, I would expect that that's not going to be the case in terms of a long outing there. So as far as the numbers are concerned, uh, Moneyline National League slightly favored about a buck fifteen. Uh, we saw this open up at essentially a pick here at Circa minus one hundred six on the National League side. So a small move in the direction of the NL. With the total of 10.5 shaded to the over at minus 120 right now, it's been the same. hasn't really budged. And I would expect, look, now that these games don't really mean much, uh, they take on the all-star feel, right, in terms of not a lot of effort and pitchers going out there, maybe grooving some stuff and having a little bit more fun. Thus, you see higher totals than usual because these used to be relatively low-scoring games. Well, you're Coors Field, and uh, yep. it's, it's hot and humid. The ball's going to fly, and I think over 10.5 would be the play if I did anything here. Now I don't know if I'm going to bet it, but I certainly – I think it would be uh, not much fun to watch this game tonight and play the under. Now, I will say, uh, on the other side of things, right, uh, Max Scherzer is uh, is named, right, the National League starter. Max Scherzer seems like enough of a psychopath that he's going to be throwing, like, high heat and trying to yeah. get out of the first inning. Well, like we said yesterday, he gave up a grand slam to a pitcher last week. <laughs> I don't think they care. <laughs> Does that eliminate his entire career as a dominant starting pitcher? No, I'm just saying, he's not in the groove right now. <laughs> he's not peaking, uh, JVT. I just watched him give up seven runs to the Padres last week in one inning, so he's certainly capable of getting lit up tonight in the All-Star game. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, and as far as first five, you can bet first five, of course, everything available for all these All-Star games. How much do you bet All-Star games? Did you bet them when they were actually meaning something, like when these guys would potentially play for yeah, but it's just, home field? 
typically like entertainment bets. Yeah. Hundred dollars here or there. Was it nothing serious unless you really felt like uh, you had an edge or you saw an angle. Hey, this lineup's loaded. They're going to light up this pitching staff, but I, I don't really see that here. I, I, th- I do think we're going to see runs in this game tonight, mm-hmm. uh, but um, I'm not even sure if I'm going to bet it. If I do, I'll probably play over 10.5. Well, along the lines that we were talking about, right, some of your props, uh, which is interesting uh, given the fact that the National League is favored and everything we talked about with Otani on the Hill. Uh, National League to score first, actually the underdog here, a plus 125, laying a buck 60. These are courtesy of BetMGM. Uh, both teams scoring one or more runs. Um, yes, minus 1,000. Actually, it seems kind of cheap. Both teams just scoring one or more runs throughout the game. Uh, both teams scoring three or more runs. You can see as that progresses here. Uh, I would think both teams to score three or more runs. Yes, minus 185. Both teams scoring five or more runs. Yes, plus 190. No, minus 250. And then both teams scoring seven or more runs. No, minus 900. Again, you know, we see these competitions. And it's funny because I remember back in the day when this, this I think it was like one of the last years that this actually meant something. And I was doing two weeks on uh, a numbers game with Jeff Fogle. Mm-hmm. And we actually had a whole breakdown, like every single pitcher's ERA, the XFIP, and all those things, and when they would come in and what you could look at. <laughs> uh, but the problem is, at least in baseball, right, baseball being such a large sample size sport, that when you're looking at that, it is hard to predict when you're out there for one inning if those numbers are going to come to fruition, yeah. right, when you're getting off just a one-inning uh, outing. You get a lot of random results. That's why I said home <laughs> over run, the course of seven pitches. You the, think the home run derby is a little bit random. All star games a little bit random. So you have to keep that in mind when you go in and handicap these things. Mm-hmm. National League two uh, by one run seven to one. Two runs by nine to one. Three runs ten fifty. Uh, American League one run seven fifty. Two runs ten to one, and then three runs twelve to one. I would assume as well that this is given the day that there's not much going on at this point right now. That this is probably going to be relatively high handle. Given well, the spot in the calendar and its standalone nature? Yeah, I actually think uh, you get a, a considerable amount of betting on this, especially because you've got legal sports betting across the country. I know so many people, so many people across the country who used to not be able to get a bet down. Mm-hmm. And um, it might not have even had a, you know an underground bookie, and now these guys are betting on everything every day. And this, what else are you going to bet today? Yeah. You're going to bet the All-Star game. It might just be a beer and pizza bet, but a lot of people, I think, will have money on this uh, game tonight. Just like it seemed like a lot of people on Twitter had money on the Home Run Derby yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, And, you know, also with the NBA Finals, uh, Game 4 not being until tomorrow night, uh, that's a big deal, too, because you got nothing else to bet. Yep, and should know, too, right, all the, the, the names that are not going to be there, Jose Altuve, right, Carlos Correa, both opting out, Michael Brantley as well, the Astros players. I don't uh, think it really matters, does it? No, I mean, but it gives you an idea of what you're going to be available, right? Because now it starts to become the Pro Bowl, where it's like everybody's a Pro Bowler now because everybody keeps opting out, mm-hmm. and you get guys who just fill in spots. Uh, but if you are betting it, and if you look at it right, we know that Ronald Acuna Jr. is not going to be playing. Buster Posey, in terms of an injury dealing with something, not going to be out there. So keep an eye on as you look at this from the All-Star perspective. A lot of people need this information. Well, you're, still, you're right. You still got loaded in the lineups on both sides. Yep. All right. We have plenty left to get to. Uh, we're going to... Talk a little bit about the Open Championship because uh, that British of course, Open. It's uh, sorry, British sorry, Open. sorry. I am, you know, look, I'm a professional, and that's exactly what we do. We got to call it by its real name. Uh, also, we're not done in terms of our second half look ahead of Major League Baseball. We continue with buy low, sell high during Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the money from the OddsTrader.com studio at Circa Hotel and Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now, start winning with up to the second info that you need. It's Matt Humans and Jonathan Von Tobel with you here today on Follow the Money tomorrow and for just the rest of the week. All right, Major League Baseball second half look ahead. We're not done uh, by far because uh, there are quite a few pitchers that I think have some intriguing numbers behind them, Matt Humans, whether to fade or follow. Now, we didn't get to finish this particular list, but there was one guy that I think I can, I can sell you on here. To buy low. All right, let's go. Who's it going to be? My dude, Andrew Heaney uh-huh. of the Anaheim Angels. Heaney has had a little bit of bad luck showing in some flashes, though, what he's capable of. 538 ERA, 385 on the expected fielding independent. And if you look at some of the numbers, you can dig through and see why he's actually got, I think, a pretty solid case to be a dude that you want to buy on as you move forward. Strikeouts, 
pretty much 11 flat, right? 10.99 strikeouts every nine innings. Yep. The, the walks are a little up, but again, you can balance out walks with strikeouts. Only three walks every nine innings. So some relatively solid strikeouts and walk rates at this point. He's given up some fly balls, which is a kind of par for the course for him. But for the most part, Eubens, he's inducing swing and misses at a really high level. His fastball velocity is up this year. His slider is up a little bit as well this year. His pitches have been much better in terms of the way they've graded out this year, in terms of the secondary stuff. There's a lot to like about Heaney as you look at some of his numbers. The one thing that he has gotten some uh, bad luck on, balls in play, 328 batting average on balls in play this year. Again, average for the league is about 300. And the home run to fly ball ratio, right, in terms of the balls getting carried out of the park, just about one and a half home runs every nine innings, 1.6. That's got to correct itself. The strand rate, super low. It's actually been a part of his problem. If a guy gets on, they're going to reach home for some reason. Strand rate of only 67.9%. But this is a guy that I think has a lot of good stuff, particularly the secondary pitches and the ability to strike guys out. I think as you move forward, get a little bit better luck with these home runs and these balls in play. He needs a guy. And look, look at his last few starts, right? Yes, you know, against Boston. He gives a three over five in the third. He gets rocked by the Yankees. But then you look at the beginning of June where he goes six and a third against the Giants, only gives up one and run. Six and two-thirds against Kansas City, right? Five innings, three. Like, you see the flashes with Heaney. He's just got to get a little bit luckier here with some of these fly balls. Six and a third against the Giants, gave up what? Six and a third, he gave up five hits, one and run. My line score is showing five earned runs. Uh, I'm looking at the beginning of June. Oh, June yeah, 20, yeah, June first, June twenty second, yeah, yeah. June first. Okay. You're looking at June twenty second. I was, yeah, I was, about I was just looking at his yeah. uh, three most, two starts against him in the three most recent starts. He's mm-hmm. been uh, hit pretty hard by the Red Sox, Yankees, and Giants. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I like Haney because he's a strikeout guy. Like you said, eleven strikeouts per nine. Walks too many guys, gives up a few too many homers. But I think he's got potential. If, when I look at the Angels staff, uh, I think Haney's got potential, and uh, Patrick Sandoval's got potential. Mm-hmm. The one guy I've been really disappointed in, and I kind of draw a parallel between these two because last year there was a lot of hype about both of them, Griffin Canning yeah. and uh, Paddock of the Padres, both have been disappointing to me to this point. Yeah, would agree with that. There was a lot of hype about Griffin Canning. I just don't see it. Well, I still don't see it. No, and when you came up, you could, saw, you could see it pretty clearly that Canning was probably like when he reaches his peak, like a third starter, right? And you saw it this year. Like, this year did not go well for him over 62 and two-thirds. And has um, been out of the, the rotation for the Angels. Yeah. But I would agree with that. But, he, you know, they picked him up uh, because, right, in a deal, because he was going to be the young guy, the lefty that was going to come up and be a front-end starter for you. Hasn't really worked out, but there are some things that you would think. I don't know if he's think. a front-end starter. I think he's a No, I think that's what they wanted. Friends they number two, definitely a number three type of guy. Mm-hmm. For sure. The other guy on this list. By the list, way, that game uh, against the Giants we were talking about, he gave up five runs in six innings and two homers, but he also struck out 10 and walked zero. Right. You know? So you, there's a lot of good and bad with Andrew Haney. Well, and that's a start in which, like, like that's Andrew Haney, right? That, that is Andrew Haney in a nutshell right there. And the other that you were a little tentative on um, as far as a, a buy low potential is Eduardo Rodriguez. And it's interesting because if you look at Eduardo Rodriguez, if I told you you get a guy who strikeouts, uh, strikes out 10.5 guys every nine innings and only gives up two walks every nine innings, on the surface you're like, hey, that's kind of a guy that I would probably invest in as a starting pitcher. Induces a lot of ground balls as well. Um, you know, Keeps the ball down for the most part. But when you're talking about some of the problems with Eduardo Rodriguez, strand rate of only 64%, that's extremely bad. The mm-hmm. ball's in play about 360. That's extremely bad in terms of that being unlucky. But you talk about showing flashes, Eubens, you get – Knocked around by the Angels, right, last time out. But how about those back-to-back starts? Six innings at Oakland where he just gives up one hit in that game in which they end up winning in extras. 
He went to New York, or he was uh, they were hosting New York. Six innings pitched, two earned runs against the Yankees. Yeah. There are so many flashes of Eduardo Rodriguez as well where you see the ability for and him. For a while, the Red Sox had a great record when Erod started, Yep, and he was getting a lot of run support too. Now, I, I think he's uh, he's a pitcher I don't mind betting in the right spots. I, you know, None of these guys are talking about the bet blindly every no. time out. No, and they've been against blindly every time. Maybe Matt Harvey bet against blindly every <laughs> time out, but... Even uh, the Orioles won a couple games in his start. Yep. All right, let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We roll on. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Bet River Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com. Find the game you want to bet on. Tap tips, and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only a one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook, offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at playsugarhouse.com in New Jersey. Got to be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. It's humans. It's Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for the guys here on Follow the Money. Just for the week, Matt Humans only until Friday. Speaking of a hot tip, mm-hmm. I got a hot tip that a new nickname is coming for the Washington football team. Oh, soon, yeah? Huh? What do you think it is? The Red Wolves. I have no idea. <laughs> the Red Wolves? The Red Wolves. I like that That's one. not bad. That's not bad. Actually, the Washington football team is going to unveil its new name and logo in early 2022. You on the edge of your seat? Can I be honest? This, uh, I don't hate the football team. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I bad. think I like their uniforms more than anything. The, the rebrand, like with the number, I've always been a fan of the number on the helmet. And the scheme they yeah. got going on is relatively well, solid. So I don't mind the uniforms and the helmet and all, but you have to have a nickname, okay? Okay. You can't just call you the Washington football team forever. I've, I've been a fan of the Lobos for a while. I, I said, why not the Red Storm? I love the Washington Red Storm. Just like St. John's went from the Red Men to the Red right. Storm. You don't have to change the color scheme. It sounds about the same, and it's a great nickname. It can't offend anybody, right? The Washington Red Storm. Why not go with that? Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, there's already a Red Storm on Jupiter, so are you uh, acquiescing? <laughs> that. You like the Red the Wolves? <laughs> the Red you Wolves. Go with the Red Wolves? Something like that. It's got to be something like Red Wolves or Red Storm or something. Or football team. Yeah, let's do away with the football team. I actually like the football team's uh, outlook for 2021. Yes, the I would agree with that. defense and Fitzmagic, a quarterback, and... Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that more later. Time. Also, we got tea times out for the British Open, which you call the Open Championship. Yes. Tell me, who, tell me who you would bet out of this threesome to have the best uh, best tournament. They're going to tee off tomorrow in this group: Rory McIlroy, okay. Cameron Smith, and Fat Pat Reed. Give me Cameron Smith. You take Cameron Smith. Yeah. I mean, Rory. I mean, Rory has been playing some relatively good golf, but uh, 
I have the uh, the image of him. Was it two British Opens ago where everybody was pretty excited? Was it the course that was his home course and he just completely crapped Yeah, that in? was uh, Royal Portrush, Northern <laughs> Ireland. It was basically his home course and he missed the cut. I think it was the, fir- <laughs> it was, it was the first tee and he just shanks and you're yeah. like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> it was two years ago. First tee, I think he hit it out of bounds or hit it in the high weeds and it was all downhill from there. Yes, it was. Rory has not won a major since 2014. All right, let's get to uh, back to the MLB pitch. Yeah, all right. So I got a couple more for you, and you know, this again, the the thought here is some of these pitchers, uh, some of the numbers are a little out of whack, right? Not in tune with the, some of the other numbers, and so you expect some regression to the mean. And you know, the thought is buying low on guys, right, to get some good value as you move into the second half of the year, and selling high on certain guys, and maybe finding spots to play against them where you'll be getting some pretty good value on the other side. And so we have a couple of these guys. And there's a lot to go to here, so I wanted to start uh, as we throw up the list because there's a lot, right? For example, we'll save John Means because John Means, he, he's made two rehab starts. He is injured. Uh, there are some numbers there that would indicate that, but it's also hard to sell high on a guy who pitches for the Baltimore Orioles, right? Right. Uh, because that power rating is going to be pretty low for the team regardless of who is starting, but Means, you can see there, the 228 ERA, the 401 expected feeling independent, uh, about a 1.7-point difference between the two. But you also have some pretty good names up there for the most part. So let's start with a, a Kyle Gibson type because Gibson, uh, what's going to be interesting about Gibson humans is you would think that he's going to find himself a relatively new team, right, by the time we get into the second half and one of the uh, candidates to potentially get traded. Also, why yeah, team's looking for pitching help, Kyle Gibson is uh, probably going to be on the block, and he, he's somebody who could help a team. Yeah. Right, and he's also a guy who, if you look at it from the perspective of like Cy Young as well, because that's also where these numbers come into play, because Gibson's been absolutely fantastic, 229 ERA, him and Lance Lynn, who is also on this list, so potentially some second-half regression. So that's why I think these are important to look at these numbers too, because if we're talking about like the American League Cy Young, for example, you can maybe find some value in guys who potentially are going to maintain the course as opposed to guys like Gibson and Lynn, who might fall off a little bit. And here's the thing with Gibson, right? When you talk about Gibson, he's going to go from an extremely good pitcher to a good pitcher, right? You were talking about a 229 ERA, 3D expected fielding independent. And we know that Gibson, he's never really been a dominant strikeout guy, right? For his career, 7.1 strikeouts every nine innings. This year, he's floating around 7.7. The walks are down this year. That was his biggest issue a year ago. The walks were out of control. He's walking four guys every nine innings. This year, it's under two. It's uh, under three at 2.7. But there's a couple of things that stick out to you when you look at his numbers. And again, it's a guy who has been pretty lucky in terms of these balls in play. 254 batting average on balls in play. Uh, strand rate, again, stranding 84% of the runners that he's allowing. Uh, John Means, by the way, i think I got to double-check this. You know what John Means' strand rate is at this point right now? Through 71 innings pitched? I have no idea. 100%. You're kidding. <laughs> 100%? Oh. Left on base, 100%. Is that a misprint? Yeah, according, we're looking at the numbers right there. That can't be right. <laughs> well, you uh, think that's sustainable as you move forward? No. Like, like that's that's what, the left on base rate right here, 100% according to Fangraphs, which is nuts if that is the case. Now, you're right, it might be a misprint, but this is generally right, relatively solid in terms of some of the information. But you look at this across the board, and, and you see that like a guy like Kyle Gibson, when he goes to a good team, what this is going to be like in terms of maybe some spots to potentially play against him, right? Like, those are the types of things, like, with a guy like Gibson. I think this is more of, as you look at the race for Cy Young, what is this going to mean for him as he maybe moves on to another team if he stays in the American League or the race as a whole if he sticks around with Texas. But the, there's two guys that really, I think, we're worth looking at here. 
One is James Caprellian for Oakland because Caprellian's a young guy who has done a really good job up mm-hmm. to this point. And Caprellian, the thing that has bothered me when you look at some of his numbers is, again, a guy who doesn't strike out a bunch of dudes, about 9.5 strikeouts every nine innings, uh, but a 3.5 in terms of walks per nine. And the home runs have been a pretty big issue with Caprellian, right? About one and a half home runs every nine innings. So you're walking a bunch of guys and you're giving up home runs. That is going to be a combination, humans, that ultimately ends up, I think, in kind of a disaster. And you're talking about a 290 ERA for Caprellian and a 435 expected fielding independent. Caprellian, I think, has some pretty good numbers here to indicate that he's going to be worth playing against. And he plays for Oakland, which means I think you're going to be getting some, some decent prices to play against him in certain <clears throat> spots. Yeah, you could obviously find some sell-high spots on pitchers for the A's and the Padres. That's not going to be the case with Baltimore and Texas. Right. Uh, by the way, Russ, Wes Reynolds just checked in, and he wanted you to know that Kyle Gibson was born in Greenfield, Indiana. Are you serious? Did he really yeah. check in? No. Okay. no just, that's true. Uh, yes, okay. <laughs> I, I guarantee that Wes knows that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll we'll move on for baseball because we got a lot to get to in the uh, British Open. Jeff Davis is going to be with Jeff us. Jeff Davis uh, is an animal. The way he uh, adjusts these odds on uh, the golf futures at the circus. That's right. Day. So we got to check in with him, see what this has been like, uh, what's available, and what he likes coming into the tournament this weekend. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
right, join the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now. New customers get a deposit bonus of up to $500. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. DraftKings.com for details. Promo code VSIN. Jeff Davis of Circus Sports joins us now. JVT, I call him the manimal. He's half man, half animal when it comes to book make, booking the uh, golf futures here. Well, Jeff, uh, first <laughs> off, good morning. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, where are you guys at with the hold on these numbers that you have up right now for the British Open at this point? Well, when I, when I left the office yesterday, we were at 20%. Uh, when I head back in this morning, I'll think through everything. We'll probably get down to 19%, and then when we do that, uh, we'll raise the limits like we generally do for a major. Uh, so uh, I think we're going to be offered a really fair bet here in a few hours. Uh, we were waiting to see what the tee times were before we uh, before we went too nuts with the limits, just given how in this tournament we've seen how uh, being on the right side of the draw could really affect uh, the results. For, for example, if you look back at Louis Oosthuizen's win here, uh, so many years ago, he caught the right side of it and went out early, early in the morning on round one, shot a low number, and it held up. So, yeah, that was uh, waiting on the tee times is a big one here. Well, that's true, but it's also a, a bit of a guessing game. I mean, can you say right now, Jeff, uh, who's got an advantage? I was looking at the British tee times as they just came out, and uh, have you seen the weather forecast? And is there any way to decipher right now who might have an edge? You know, it... It changes so much given the geographic location right on the ocean. But what I see is it looks like there might not be too big of an edge. Maybe Friday afternoon seems like it might be the calmest of the four uh, waves, if you will. But it kind of looks like Thursday is going to be, it'll start breezier in the morning and get calmer in the afternoon. So I don't know if one, the late early or the early late has any advantage right this second. But the way these forecasts change, I could check this in 12 hours, and it could be completely right. different. All right, the British Open's uh, Royal St. George's. That's on the uh, southeast coast of uh, England. There's going to be plenty of rain and wind in the forecast. And um, the last time the British was played here, 2011, Darren Clark was a winner at 200 to one. The previous year, you referenced Louis Oosthuizen won. I think he was a 250 to one. Does that sound right, Jeff? Yeah, I don't go back that far with what the prices were, but yeah, I, I sounds about right. I mean, that's, he's a guy that we had never really heard of at that point. Right now, can you talk just briefly about uh, how you adjust these golf numbers? Because uh, I'm I'm fascinated by how you do this, and you offer betters a really fair shake on the futures board. Some books just uh, lower players and don't raise mm-hmm. others, and their hold percentage is outrageous. And uh, I think you do a great job of just adjusting everything. It's like a cat and mouse game. I'm, I'm trying to figure out when you're going to offer the best price on a player. And I check back two hours later, and I, I said, damn, I, I should have waited two hours to bet this guy. But you do a great job of constantly adjusting this board. And it seems like uh, you never sleep on, uh, on, on golf futures weeks, especially on majors weeks. How often are you adjusting this, Jeff? We're adjusting it uh, on the fly because – Given the like you said, given the whole percentage and offering a fair product, uh, it, it gets people to bet. And when you have people that you respect are making bets into the pool, 
you know, you got to shorten the odds of the guy they bet. And then, you know, to maintain your whole percentage, you've got to go back through it and say, okay, who can I go up on a little bit more? Who do I have room in? Uh, who haven't we taken a bet on? Uh, here, a good example would be this. Uh, I don't know, about a week ago, we took a pretty good sized bet on Rory at 17 to 1. And we lowered him to 15, but we're already back to 17, given where he is in the market. So there's 156 guys in the field, and we're offering 20% hold on, on total. So we're, it's less than two tenths of a percent hold on each guy. Now, if you look at, say, the exchange where Rory's 26, 27 to 1, we're at 17 to 1. That's 2% hold just into Rory. So now I only have 18% hold to work with for 155 guys. So the point I'm trying to make is you can't do that with anyone. You can't, if you get buried to a guy, you can't hide them in the pool, or you're going to go too far out on several other guys in which you're going to get a bet immediately if you go too far out. So we're in a spot where, like, we're going to lose to Rory unless, you know, we can take a bunch of big bets on the other guys and the interest on Rory is zero, but that's just, you know, it's part of doing the business the way we want to do business is you're going to take big bets and, and you can't hide those guys in the pool. Like maybe some other places do like other places might've just gone to 12 to one or 10 to one there and just forgotten about it. But that's just not what we do. We want to offer a fair product. So you got to just work a little bit harder and get down deep into the board and decide if this guy should be 600 to one or 700 to one or 800 to one. It's not worth all that much, but every 10th of a percent really matters. Jeff Davis with us. So Jeff, you know, looking at your guys' odds here, I mean, the thing that sticks out and part of it, you know, his, the way he's been playing is obviously a big part of it, but John Rahm wins his first major. He finishes 16 under at the Scottish open. You got him at eight seventy five, and the next closest guys are guys like Rory in that 17 to one range. Uh, seems pretty clear that, and for a good reason, Rom's rated pretty high here in your book, right? In terms of the way that he's been playing. Yeah, we over the last couple of weeks we took some money at eleven and some money at ten. Yeah, I think we got all the way down to seven and a quarter or seven and a half, maybe uh, a few days ago. He's drifted back out a little bit, and now that the handles, you know, really picking up, uh, we can kind of drift him back out a little bit, but. Again, once you get once you get down below ten to one, every quarter of a click or half a click means so much to the pool. So you try to go. Uh, it's the game that Matt was referring to a few minutes ago. Is how how high can I drift someone out without immediately taking a sharp bet? And it's just you kind of feel your way through it as the weeks go by. It's more helpful in majors to have them up for a longer period of time whereas you can see bets come over the course of the weeks leading up, uh, and it's less of a guessing game uh, week of than just a tournament that's up for three days. Yeah, Louis Oosthuizen, in the runner-up to John Rahm at the U.S. Mm-hmm. Open. I, I'll give you an example. I looked at most, uh, uh, let's say I looked at the betting market. Most books, he's around 25 to 30 to 1. 30 is about the best price you can find. At Circa, he was 30 to 32 to 1. And then I thought, well, maybe that's a buy a buy price on Usos. And I checked back a few hours later. Jeff's got him at thirty six to one. Yep. Uh, so that's how quickly players can get adjusted on the uh, Circa Sports uh, Golf Futures Board. Jeff, <clears throat> you see, you were talking about big bets. What are some of the biggest bets you actually took in terms of uh, how, how big a bet will you take on a golf futures board? You know, we're pretty liberal. Uh, the answer would always be just come to the counter with money and mm-hmm. 
we'll probably have we're probably going to give you a really fair bet in comparison to what other places may or may not take. Uh, you know, we took a pretty sizable bet on Abe Answer at ninety to one uh, a week and a half ago. Uh, so he's we took a big chunk out of him. Uh, we went all the way to seventy to one. Uh, he's dripped back up to seventy three now. I, I don't know how much further I can go with him, but it's just yeah. If you if you show up to the counter with money and ask for an amount, there's a reasonable chance we're going to give it to you. So yeah, that's what I would suggest. All right, you're a golf better as well, and um, anything you've got in your pocket in terms of uh, futures or matchups so far in the British Open? I I had bet Hovland in this tournament maybe six months ago in January or February when he was playing well. There was sixty six to one out there that was mm-hmm. that that I got lucky that I took, and and we're still in that situation. But this week uh, I took Patrick Reed forty to one uh, yesterday morning. Uh, just looking through everything, it just feels like a course where short game is going to be incredibly necessary, and I can't think of a guy I would rather have in a major with a short game like Patrick Reed. Uh, this feels like an event where par is going to be valuable in a lot of places. Uh, watching flyovers last night. The bunkers look incredibly deep. The fairways are incredibly undulated, as are the greens and the runoffs around the greens. So it's, it's going to be a lot of awkward lies. Yeah, so Patrick Reed for me would be my top selection, but I you could make the case for you know most of the top fifteen or twenty guys on the board. You got Victor Hovland at sixty six. He's at thirty five to one right now at Circa. Uh, quick answer on these players. I, I want to see what you expect from uh, these guys this week. Brooks Kepka, what's your expectation? I never know what to make of Brooks, but given he's got some good finishes here in the open and he's been playing well of late uh, I would be surprised to to not see him around this week I think he'll be in contention I do too how about Bryson DeChambeau Bryson's an interesting case because he's the guy of everyone in the top 10 on the board there is zero interest in Bryson DeChambeau <laughs> every day when people can make bets he keeps going out 28 29 30 31 uh, three times he's played in the Open with no success whatsoever. He's in not in great form, and as oddly as this sounds, this is likely when I want to bet him. He's probably mm-hmm. not going to be this high again. Uh, I read something that the rough is up and difficult this week, and uh, talked about many times how that gives him an advantage with his long, uh, his longer length short irons. Uh, he was incredible at the U.S. Open until the last nine holes. I mean, he's the leader with nine to play. And I, I think a lot of that is because of his ability to get out of these, this deep rough better than anyone else can. So uh, Bryson is actually becoming interesting to me. The, the number that's out there. 33 to one. All right. We got about 30 seconds left. One more player. I'll throw at you. DJ. What do you expect for Dustin Johnson? No idea what to expect, but I believe that if every player brings their A game, he's the best on the planet, so uh, he can win anywhere at any time. Jeff Davis from here at Circa. Jeff, thank you very much for the time. Appreciate it, man. You got it, guys. Can't wait. British Open's always fun, right? You've convinced me. British. We'll be watching the British. Uh... Be this time tomorrow? Man, I, f- I forget what. I always did. Yeah, <laughs> All right, we got second hour we're on the way. We're two days away. We're two days. It's getting a little bit of football <laughs> on the other side.
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.